0: Welcome to the Oakcrest
1: Podcast Channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop their intellect, character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. On today's podcast, Director of Parent Support Terry Collins and former Director of Mentoring Kate Hadley talk about the most important practical life skills to teach your children before they enter adulthood. Hello, I'm Terry Collins, and I'm the director of parent support at Oakcrest School. Hi, I'm Kate Hadley, and I'm the director of mentoring. And welcome to our final episode of An Inconvenience Rightly Considered. Today's episode will look into everyday practical skills in five easy lessons.
0: As we discussed in episode four, there's a new verb in the lexicon: adulting. I first heard it a few years ago from my college-age children and their cousins. The conversation at family gatherings occasionally focused on how hard it was to adult, But that, after all, is exactly what we as primary educators have as our goal. Our children need to become adults. That encompasses many aspects of their development, from academic to spiritual to emotional to practical skills. The latter is what this talk is all about. What practical skills do young people need as they cross over to adulthood? There's a book that I mentioned in last week's episode, and one that I frequently give to college graduates, called How to Ditch Your Parents. If you know me, or know Oak Crest Mission, you know that this title is tongue-in-cheek. We want our children to always have a wonderful relationship with their parents and feel free to go to them for advice throughout their lives. But they also need to know how to be independent. The skills we will talk about today are steps in that direction. We're getting into the nitty gritty of being an independent adult here.
1: Okay, so we're gonna kick this off with looking at how to do key household tasks. And um, every adult really should have a small toolkit and learn how to use the tools properly. And this is a good gift for a college graduate. And we all know that when you have tools, you should use the right tool for the right job. So if you're using your scissors as pliers, you are gonna have broken scissors. And so it's just good to have them know how to use a flathead screwdriver, Phillips head, other tools in the house even how to use a hammer and hang a picture, even though most kids when they go off to college, they are going to be using 3M products to hang things on their cinder block walls. Um, There is going to be that occasion where they're going to have to use a hammer and nail and best that they know how to use it well.
0: And then that they know how to cover off those nail holes and patch them and maybe do a little spot painting because if they want to get their deposit back, it's going to be very important. Um, and I also think learning how to paint a room is a very good skill. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry has a funny anecdote about that from just this week with her, with her family.
1: Well, we all, um, we have been doing our own painting in the house for many, many years. And so the kids have all learned how to paint uh, from an early age. And about six years ago, when uh, one of the kids went off to college, and this other daughter was coming into the room, they decided that they were gonna give it a whole makeover in the room, and they decided to paint the room a deep purple. <laughs> and um, my daughter said about the day after they painted it, she regretted it. So um, you know, helping them to decide the tones that you put into a room, but if they wanna live with it for five years, that's fine. It's just gonna be a lot of work at the other end when they decide to re- redo the colors, which is what we're doing now.
0: Did it take two coats to cover that dark purple? <laughs> oh, absolutely!
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of sanding, a lot of prep. So, um, but um, it's an incredible skill to have because you can save a lot of money and you can redecorate a room for thirty dollars, and it's um, just gives g- gives it a really fresh look. So, it's a yeah. great skill. I mean, there's wow. other other little things too. Um, you know that you might not think of immediately, and one is like how to use a plunger. And the thing is, when you need to use a plunger, you really need to use a plunger, and it's an emergency. Um, so if you can practice with the kids at home on the effective use of that and when to use it and how to make it work right, um, that could save a lot of heartache later on, um, because you don't want to be learning and during the emergency. <laughs> it's not
0: complicated, but it's essential.
1: Um, Another thing, how to sew
0: on a button or fix a hem. Many hems that we see at Oak Crest are stapled up or scotch taped up. And that works on uniform. But that's not going to work in real life for very long, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Another one that um, we have a funny story in our family is, you know, how to change a diaper. And many of our children, except for I guess the last few, were experts at this. And when my son went away to college, the oldest, in a public speaking class, they had to give a how-to speech. And he thought about how to do, play basketball or something like that. But his eye leapt onto a doll in his room that he was planning to send to a goddaughter. And he's like, I'm going to do how to change a diaper. And I have to tell you, it was hysterical. It was accurate, but it was totally from a man's point of view very engineering you know first you lay out your supplies then you you know and you have to have something to entertain the baby while you're doing this and then you know actually his very first thing was you have to determine that it's dirty and make your escape but if you get caught and it's your turn to do it then this is how you do it you know it was very funny and I remember telling him you know if this doesn't get you a date nothing will so for a very discerning young woman this is a good skill to look for in a, in a young man, but um, you never know when you might need it. Um, well, he certainly has needed. He has a lot of children today, so. That's true, and he is one that does change the diapers. Um, <laughs> the Another thing that I got a big kick out of was, this is for the really advanced students: how to assemble IKEA furniture. And mostly it involves having a friend to help, having the right tools and laying out all the parts at the beginning. I have to tell you, I've dealt with the son recently and he's telling me, well, I've, I've got it going. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Did you check that you have the parts? Did you lay them all out? You know? And he's like, well, I don't have the screwdriver it asks for, but I think I can use, you know, a knife or whatever. I'm like, no, no, you're going to ruin this piece of furniture. So um, that's, going to be probably, I mean, Ikea is a really um, popular line of furniture, so it might be something that they will need soon. Um,
1: Yeah, it's a basic go-to, and it's got so many opportunities for them to learn before they go away to college. Like, you can start really basic with a bookshelf, and so they get the sense, and once you've done a bookshelf, you feel like you can do anything, and you get a lot of confidence, and you know, you've really done something pretty cool. And um, I like that Kate said, you have to have a friend to help you because it is good to have two eyes on things and to problem solve. And um, I remember when I was helping my aunt move into her apartment, um, I ordered kind of a complex piece from them. It it was um, a display case that had um, glass in it. And I really did not want to deal with glass panels. So, I ordered a couple of bookshelves, and then I ordered what they have there is a subcontractor called TaskRabbit, and I had the contractor come into the house to assemble my aunt's very difficult display cabinet in one room while I was in the other room doing the easier ones and um, if I had any questions, I had that consultant in the other room, and I just asked him questions on how to assemble mine um, and um I just think it's um it really does give a lot of self confidence when you're able to do something like that by yourself. And you know, you get over that hurdle of it looks like it's so hard to do. And also, you really appreciate the coolness of engineering, all the little parts in there, and how they figured out how to make pieces fit together. So, and pack it so efficiently.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an engineering marvel in itself. <laughs> um, another thing that, well, we're going to finish with household tasks and move on to how to be financially savvy. This is a very important skill that we can be helping our children with from a very young age. Help them make a budget. As soon as they start earning some money, you know, um, and certainly as they're going off to college and stuff or, you know, have a real job in high school, walk them through estimating their expenses, emphasize the importance of saving right from the beginning um and help them understand that it needs to be a living document not something that you make once and put in a drawer and kind of well i don't know if i i never keep to it i made a budget but i don't keep to it it has to be adjusted and realistic and there has to be an effort to kind of stick to it that's the whole point
1: Um, Terry, did you want to talk about a book? Sure. Yeah, I know that my niece and nephew, um, they really got into a book by Dave Ramsey. It's a number one New York Times bestseller. It's the Total Money Makeover. And um, they were starting out their married life and they really wanted to be debt free and um, they've incorporated other books and methodologies in there and even trained their other um, cousins on it. So um, it's really doable to live debt-free, and I think it's a great goal. And, And if you do have
0: credit cards or any bills, it's important for them to understand that they should be paid on time. If we take that for granted, this is a biggie but future credit scores, the ability to buy their, you know, get a loan for their own car could be at stake. School loans. Sometimes I think they're, they're overwhelmed by the paperwork involved in those school loans when they graduate. And they just kind of like, it'll take care of itself. It'll go away. Well, it won't. And you have to not only get it clear what you owe and who you owe it to, but you have to make those payments on time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, every family is going to have their own culture and your own rules and what you think are the best ways. You know, we go back to when they were little, whether or not to give people an allowance. There's no right answer. It's just what you decide for your family and and how you're going to make it work. But uh, with our six kids, we decided that they shouldn't have a credit card until they graduated from college. And the idea being is once you're a wage earner, then you can start using a credit card because then they had a lot of chance to spend money prior to that and see what happens to it that it goes and um so we start every all of our kids off with a savings account right when they're very young and then over time they start earning money and have them open a checking account um where they can withdraw from an atm and, and show them how to use that you know before they go off to college so they have or online cash you know
0: the whole thing of balancing a checkbook that I taught my older ones is completely out the window, but yeah. they do need to keep track online of what their balance is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really easy for them to do with apps on their phones. So, um, and then once they start earning a salary, then we encourage them to go ahead and start with the credit card, but always remind them to pay them in full and on time because um, that can really, um, uh, you know, decline into something really bad financially for them. So. Mm-hmm um okay so the next point is the car as soon as they learn to drive um and maybe there's a whole checklist of things that you want to go through with your kids on you know everything regarding the car but if they're going to be using it they need to be responsible for it and take ownership of it and um, how to put air in their tires and check the oil um cleaning out the car And keeping it well maintained inside that courtesy of taking the trash out and that type of thing and also there's a courtesy to when you're using a car from the you know the family's car is to always be sure to fill the tank before returning it to the driveway you don't know the person in the morning might have to go off very quickly to work or meeting or school and not have time uh, to fill up the car on the way so you know, teaching them that it's you know there's multiple layers to those skills of having a car. That's such a
0: nice detail. I mean, really, that's
1: beautiful. I actually, one of my children
0: in college had a friend who had never filled her gas tank. Her her um, father would take it out and fill it every time. Hard to imagine, but you know <laughs> that that's just beautiful though to to have it filled before you. Uh, give it on to the next person and and actually sharing a car while they're in high school with their siblings is a fantastic lesson in um, generosity and planning and <laughs> all these things. It's, it's, um, it's, it's not a bad thing. Although it might, if you have, if you have to share it with them, it's a little bit annoying, but um, them having to share is, is a good lesson in itself. Um, and I, I was thinking, um, my husband has been known to give as a gift to some of his nieces or nephews that are, you know, learning how to drive or high school graduates that he knows a lesson in how to change your car's oil. And this isn't always possible depending on the make of the car, but if it is, it's a real money saver. You said Skip had done. I was amazed when you told me what Skip had done. So, husband-
1: my husband. I would say within the last year and a half has taught three friends of the families how to patch a tire, you know, right outside of our front door here. I don't know if we've got a lot of spare nails in our neighborhood or something, but I feel like people always have flats or low tires when they're at our house. So having that patch kit um, and letting them know how to use that is pretty cool thing to have in the car and can um, be a real lifesaver if you're in a bad situation or, away from a a service station.
0: Or even um, knowing whether your policy has roadside assistance and how to access it is important. Yeah, absolutely. That goes kind of underneath the whole thing of car insurance, which a lot of them don't understand. And I think it's important. What do you do in an accident? What is your responsibility and how do you handle things? How do deductibles work? Are they gonna be responsible for deductibles? If they're at fault in the accident, if they're not at fault in the accident, you know, how do they deal with the insurance companies? That kind of thing I think is um, important.
1: Unfortunately, many times you probably have had that experience before they go off to college <laughs> is working through an accident with them. But all of these things are more like, um, you know, it's so easy for us to just do it ourselves and um it's quick and we get it done but maybe even to take the time after an accident might have occurred um with one of your teenagers um in the car you know to go through and explain when when uh things aren't so um hot and (laughs) anxiety producing (laughs) you know to talk about it afterwards like here's what we did and here's Here's how it plays out and that type of thing. So just, you know, all this is just to be kind of deliberate in making um, this effort to kind of train our kids, you know, and and make it a priority perhaps this summer.
0: We had Uh, a a friend whose um, son was in high school and was very intimidated when he was not at fault, but somebody hit him and the person gave him contact information, but he did not see a driver's license or an insurance card or anything, he just gave it to him. And sure enough, that adult took complete advantage of a teenager and gave completely false, fake information. And they were never able to collect anything because he hadn't taken down the license number, you know, anything. So Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. beware. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, maybe we can talk now about how to take ownership of their own healthcare. And of course, this is especially important if they have a medical condition. And I'm sure if your child has something serious, you know, you probably are way ahead of the game on this, especially if they have diabetes or other things. It's like a lifelong uh, condition that they have to manage or allergies and that type of thing. But to have a sit down, good talk with them about um, how to take advantage of the on-campus medical facilities like run them through some scenarios what if this happens when you're at the beach or if you guys are on a road trip somewhere what are you going to do um, i think um, choosing a primary care physician now you know especially when they're they're no longer going to be going to their pediatrician theoretically um, getting regular medical eye and dental checkups can be extremely important and a great habit to build right now because um What often happens is the child comes back from college and they have some medical condition and they need need to see a doctor. But if they don't have a PCP, primary care physician, a lot of physicians won't see them right away and um, because they're just not their client. And so you have to go hunting around and getting the best doctor you can find when you're really in a point where you really need to see a doctor soon isn't the best situation to be in. So like all this, getting these things done quickly over the summer is a really good time. And of course to get their annual physicals, you know, it's a really good baseline to have in case other conditions come up.
0: And the doctor can tell
1: them what's needed. You know, should your daughter be seeing a
0: GYN um, for a baseline? Should they be, you know, whatever tests that they decide or immunizations that are, um, need to be, have boosters, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, the other thing about medical stuff, first
0: aid kits and kind of thermometers and kind of household medications that mom always had. So (laughs) they're going off to college and do they really want to run over to the, uh, you know health center to get aspirin or band aids. um no they it, it's always wonderful if they have it in the room and that is something that i have frequently given to high school graduates and when i give it i say i hope you never have to use this but it always when they graduate from uh college they'll tell me oh we used it we used it it's it's empty now you know i have to refill it so it's always important at some point you know even how to use a thermometer
1: oh yeah they might not have ever done it for themselves (laughs) they're pretty easy these days but yeah okay that's great and then so the next part is what are and where should i keep my important papers and um what do they get when they graduate from high school from you and what should wait until after college so um i think this is something every family has to kind of talk about with um you know the parents and the child going away depending upon their level of organization and that type of thing but um I think it's a really really good thing as a summer project um before they go off to college they should get a passport so you can even do that senior year sometime of high school if you don't already have one is I think it's awesome to have a passport it opens up possibilities for them so um as it often happens, you find out something maybe a month before a trip is going to happen for school or an opportunity, and they 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 need that passport right then and there. And so um, they would be able to sign up to go to a semester abroad or something if they already have it in their hands. And um, but it's a real hassle if you don't already have it. Yes, <laughs> anyone knows who's you know try to get a passport it can take a long time. So there are certain items that are. It's key to have the, the originals in a safe place. And I know some people have um, security fireproof lock boxes that they keep these in, you know, just in a, in a file in their home. Things like your passport, your original social security card, immunization records, uh, diplomas, health and car insurance numbers, financial aid, loan records, bank statements, tax returns, credit card information if the card gets stolen. And um, so you might want to keep the originals, (laughs) especially if your child's going off, and give them copies. And um, and what we typically do is after they graduate from college is when we hand over the originals to them. Um, But I think it's also really nice um, and important is to teach them how to create a spreadsheet in Excel to keep track of what they have going on in their lives. With all the different tabs, you know, it could be medical, paperwork, travel. Um, all these different contact informations of the different doctors or payments that you've made, um, deductibles, that type of thing. So um, it's all in one spot. And most people when they graduate from high school have some uh, knowledge of how to use Excel, but if they don't, it's a really, really essential tool and it's all in one spot for them. So I think it's really great. Right. That's good. And
0: lastly, I really think it's important that students, share some of their passwords with their parents um, or have them written down in a place where they could be accessed by you yeah god forbid anything ever happens um you might need them and that goes for all of us i think we have to be um have a way that other people can find out how they could access um financial things for us or even facebook you know uh, that kind of